Good morning, everyone. How you doing? Excellent. Welcome to Infuse Church. Uh, for those of you who don't know me, my, my name is Gary, uh, along with my lovely wife, Jane. We pastor the church here and uh, want to welcome you. Welcome you online as you're watching as well. It's great to have you uh, aboard for this message, and I pray that it uh, touches you powerfully today. This is part three of a series that I've got no idea on how many parts we're going to be doing. Um, I would suggest that it's going to be a, li- a lifelong uh, series, but that's cool. Um, if you've missed uh, parts one and two, uh, you can see those online through our YouTube channel. Uh, and if you want to stay up to date with all the messages that get uh, spoken here, just subscribe to that uh, YouTube channel. Would encourage you to do that. We are just uh, five subscriptions short of hitting a hundred, which then helps us as a church to uh, do some things that we can't do until we've got a hundred subscriptions. So that's just an unashamed plug. Uh, and plea for a subscription to YouTube, so uh, you can follow us uh, on there, also on our uh, social media platforms as well, so uh, encourage you to do that. So this series that we're doing at the moment is called Arise, and um, it's, uh, it's time to arise. This comes from a prophetic word I felt like God gave me at the start of this year. It was a very specific word. It was a very direct word. It was something that I felt that there was one word, uh, and it was simply to arise, A-R-I-S-E. And we're going to be exploring that. And this is what this, uh, this morning is, a further uh, exploring of the, this foundation, I think, that uh, God has got us on to be able to build what God wants to do in our lives. Uh, so uh, this is a further part of this, uh, uh, the foundation that we're talking about. And it comes out of Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, and it says, Arise. Everyone say, Arise. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. And I'm going to pray for our message this morning. And I pray that as I do so, that you feel a sense of God's presence just start to continually surround you as I speak this morning. So, Father, I thank you that we are arising not because of anything in ourselves, but because you have told us to arise. And so we believe that you are wanting us to arise, but you never ask us to do anything that you don't first empower us to do. So I thank you that today your people are arising in the power and the anointing of your spirit. You are putting something in us that is is putting a strength and a courage in us to arise in this year. We don't know, uh, lots of stuff's happened in the past, but we are starting to arise as a people. We are getting up because you've called us. We're coming out of darkness because you've told us to arise. We're coming out of lack because you've told us to arise. We're coming into health and wholeness because you've told us to arise. And I thank you that as I speak this message today, you'd continue to help us to realize that in the wonderful name of Jesus this morning. And everyone said, amen, amen. So Matthew, in Matthew 22, uh, some Sadducees, uh, who were an elect group of people. They were very uh, like leaders within the, the church at that time. Uh, they, they tried to trick Jesus because they wanted to accuse him and then be able to bring him down and to kill him. So they've come to Jesus and they've questioned him about the resurrection. Now, you need to understand that the Sadducees did not believe in the resurrection. They do not believe in that. So for them to come to Jesus and try to trick him, who is the resurrection and the life, with a question around the resurrection is like just dumb. Um, So that's, that's, but you know, what I love about Jesus is 
But he cuts right to the heart of the issue. And he says in, in verse 29 of Matthew 22, he says, Jesus said to them, You are all wrong because you know neither the Scriptures, which teach the resurrection, nor the power of God, for he is able to raise the dead. So Jesus said to these Sadducees who didn't know the word of God or even the power of God. He's told them that's the heart of the issue. And I wonder this morning if that same challenge couldn't be labelled or levelled at us today as well. Do we know, really know the word of God? Do we really know the power of God as well? And that's the challenge that we're faced with today because I believe that uh, as we do that the, um, the, the power of God and knowing the Word of God is, is not just to know those things, but it's to experience the Word of God. It's to experience the power of God. It's to experience the presence of God as well. Because I, I really am uh, taken by this whole thing um, about what God wants us to do in this in this whole situation about uh, knowing the, the Word of God and about knowing the, um, uh, the power of God and, and this whole thing that he's got this, this, this journey on for us. See, because I actually believe that knowing and experiencing God's Word and God's power flows from knowing and experiencing His presence first of all. It all flows from His presence As we arise in 2021, I believe that the Holy Spirit is encouraging us to make the presence of God and the promises of God and the power of God a priority in our lives. He's saying to us, these three things I'm wanting you to give attention to in this coming year. It is His presence. It is His promises and it is his power or the person of the Holy Spirit that we're talking about here. If you start to think of it in terms, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, his presence, the presence of the Father in the power of his word, which is Jesus. We know that Jesus is the word and through the power of God, which is the Holy Spirit. God's wanting us to go on a relationship, a journey of discovering really about the Trinity, about who he is in totality. He's a, per, he's a God of relationship. He's a God of connection. He's a God that uh, fulfills his word. And, and we're going to start to see that as we move out through this year. Because I believe that it's in God's presence that God's promises come alive and he releases his power. So here's the three priorities that we need to arise in this year. We need to prioritize the presence, the promises, and the power of God. In Ezekiel chapter 37, we can see and we understand that it's a story about the dry bones and God speaks to Ezekiel and he says, can these bones live? But that thing, what that, that whole process started with God coming alongside of Ezekiel, putting his hand on Ezekiel's shoulder and saying, Ezekiel. It started with the presence. Then Ezekiel heard the word of the Lord and the power of God was released through his words as he began to prophesy to the bones. There is a very clear sequence of events that occurred in this instance with the valley of dry bones. It started with God's presence. 
It was, and the, the, the middle part of that was God spoke to Ezekiel and then Ezekiel had the power of God in his words because the Spirit of God moved through Ezekiel's words to see those bones start to come alive. And I think that's incredibly important. Our first and highest priority is the presence of God. Let's not go to Him in prayer begging for this stuff without first saying to Him, Father, I just want to enjoy Your presence first. Let's not go to Him with a great long list of things that we're wanting God to do and, and act on behalf of us or to do for us like He's some sort of chambermaid or doing something that, that He comes along and He does, does this stuff because He's a good God. Now, He'll do stuff, but you know what? Let's start from our heart. Let's start with the presence of God first. I need to be in the presence of God. To encounter God is at the very core of our vision as a church. To encounter God. That's our first and foremost calling as a church is to encounter God, but also to help others encounter God as well. We're not going to be selfish with the presence of God. We want others to experience the presence of God as well. I believe that you are a walking, talking encounter with God. You are a walking, talking, living, breathing, powerful encounter with God. I believe God's presence is real, it's full of love, and it is completely transformational. <clears throat> God's presence takes what is broken and brings healing. God's presence finds the lost and the isolated. God's presence satisfies the weary. God's presence brings light to darkness. God's presence brings refreshing to the thirsty. God's presence brings hope and strength. His presence is the place of life and love. It's where we will experience the absolute purity of His love and His grace. And it will so impact us and so amaze us that we will fall deeply in love with Him and want His presence more and more and more. At least that's what I experience. I don't know if there's any other believers here this morning who feel that same way. But you know what? That's where it starts. We were created to encounter God and we will never be truly satisfied until we continually live in the experience for which we were created. You were created to experience the presence of God. Yeah. <clears throat> here's, here's an issue I have. Are you ready for my issue? I have many of them, but this is one of them. <laughs> I find it really troubling to know that there are Christians today who don't know or encounter the real and manifest presence of God. I think that's a travesty. I think that's really upsetting. I think it's really sad. Because I know that the Bible is full of stories of God meeting His people where they are and He wants to do that for you and for me today. To make the reality of His presence known to us. That's why we start our services with worship. 
That's why we start to praise Him and, and worship Him. And sometimes you see, like people will start to sing and, the, and there's not even the words up on the screen because it's a heart that says, I want to express my heart for Him, my love for Him, my, 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 just, I, my adoration of Him. I've just had an encounter with God in that moment. I want to sing to Him a song that's bubbling up from within. That's what you'll experience in some of our worship times. It's people just simply expressing their love for Jesus at that moment. See, because what I know is that from Moses and the tent of meeting to the disciples at Pentecost, we see God supernaturally encountering His people in real and transformational ways. Constantly. Jesus died so that we could walk boldly into the very presence of God. There's no veil, there's no stoppage, there's no hindrance. He wants to, you to come gladly bolting into the presence of God playing Chasey. I don't know what you want to do in there, but you know what? He wants you to come in and experience His goodness and His presence. Because as you do that, you will be enraptured by His glory and His goodness and His holiness. And it's just amazing. We, we, uh, Joe shared something at our, vi- our, our vi- volunteer uh, meeting this morning before the service started. And I want to say that from 9.15 until 9.30-ish, 9.45, there's a prayer meeting at the church here, a, a time to get you know your heart in tune with what God's doing ready for the service. It's open to anybody that would like to come. Okay, if you want to get something of what God wants to do in your life, come to that meeting. So Joe shared at this meeting this morning, and she shared out the, uh, like about the, the throne of God there, and there are beings, there are heavenly beings, there's angels, there's, there's stuff happening around the throne of God, and they're singing out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Why are they singing that? Because they've seen Him. Because they've experienced His presence. Because there's something magnetizing about the presence of God. It draws us to Him. It's attractive. There's something that we want of that. And all of a sudden, a heart in these beings starts to say, I've got to praise Him. He is holy. I've seen Him. He's holy. He's worthy of praise. He's worthy of glory. That's the heart of worship for the presence of God that comes when we experience His presence. I might get excited this morning. See, men and women of the Old and New Testament modelled what it was to experience God. God has made the reality of His presence fully available to us. Through the death of Christ, there is nothing separating us from God. Nothing separates us from God. Let's open our hearts and our minds this morning to the truth of God's presence and let our faith be stirred. I want to stir your faith this morning to believe that you have access to the presence of God and He can surround you in His presence and things can change in in a twinkling of an eye. It'll transform us because we experience His presence. Psalm 16 verse 11 says, In your presence there is fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. Fullness of joy. In Psalm 84 verses 1 to 2, the psalmist says, How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs. Yes, it faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing out for joy for the living God. In verse 10 it says, For a day in your courts is... Catch this. This is his heart. 
This is the psalmist's heart. He's not worried about hanging around in palaces or mansions or anything like that. He's happy to be a doorkeeper in the house of God. That's why I love being out on the door in our church here. I would rather serve my God on the door than do anything else. I would lay anything down to see and experience His presence. He says, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. See, stories of Moses and the presence of God stir me to meet with my heavenly Father face to face. I long for this. And I want you to experience it as well. There's something in me that wants to encourage you, to exhort you, to prod you, to do whatever I can do to, to, to want something of you to start to cry out. Say, I've got to have the presence of God. There's got to be a cry in our hearts that says, I'm willing to lay anything down to experience the presence of God. Oh God, I just want to worship you this morning. I just want to exalt you and praise you and magnify your name. Oh God, I know my heart cries out for you. And I want your people to experience the goodness and the majesty of your presence this morning. That we would arise with a shout that says, Holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. Lord, would you move upon us by your Spirit this morning? Would you touch us by your Spirit? Would you let your presence surround us and move upon our hearts, Lord? Would you release the sound of worship from the people's hearts? this morning. Would you lift our vision, Lord, to be able to believe that we can experience your presence? Would you let us hear your word today, Lord God, that it just summons us. It encourages us. It says, come into the presence of God. Yeah. <clears throat> I long for it. I long for it. See, the story of Moses and the tent of meeting in Exodus chapter 33 can lead us into a life-changing encounter with our all-powerful and all-loving God. It's Exodus chapter 33, verses 7 to 11 out of the NIV, and it says this. <clears throat> now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Everyone say tent of meeting. Say it like you believe it. Tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting. Everyone say tent of meeting. Outside the camp. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, the, miller, uh, sorry, the pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke with Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped, each at the entrance to their tent. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young aide Joshua, the son of Nun, did not leave the tent. See, you've got to understand something about Moses. He was a sinful, murdering fearful man but God met with him face to face as a man speaks with a friend and if God will do that for Moses he will do that for us he will do that for you he will do that for me can you picture this in your mind for a moment just just take a moment to imagine yourself in this place 
You've seen the glory cloud of God's presence come down and descend from heaven and in, 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 every, in a way that everyone can see it. Then just, I encourage you in this moment, just, just sneak up to the tent of meeting and listen. Moses, you're a strong leader. You're going to lead my people through this land through this wilderness. Moses, my hand's on you. Moses, I love you. Moses, you're a strong, good leader. Moses, I want to touch your life. Moses, you're anointed by me. Imagine the, the things, that were, the conversation that would have, and Moses saying, Lord, tell me more. Keep coming, Lord, keep it coming. Lord. Just in that, in that moment. What a picture of God's heart we can see that he has for us as well. See, if Moses could enter into the presence of God, we can. If Moses could speak with God face to face because of Jesus' blood, we can. If God encountered Moses, spoke to and guided him, then he would do the same for us as well. This morning, let's allow Moses to teach us how to fully pursue the presence of God. So here's the first thing. Number one, or A, whichever, prepare to believe. Just prepare to believe. That's how we do this. It says in verse 7 of Exodus chapter 33, Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Everyone say tent of meeting. And anyone, say anyone, inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of of meeting outside the camp. See, here's the thing. When we're preparing to believe, Moses had such faith to meet with God that he, he prepared a place and actually called it the tent of meeting. If that's not a statement of faith and of preparing to believe and showing his faith in what God was going to do, I don't know what is. He called it the tent of meeting. In other words, that's the place I'm going to meet with God. What an incredible statement of faith. Moses believed. He expected to meet God in that place. He believed God would meet with him there. It was a simple yet powerful and profound faith that Moses had to meet with God. God loves us fully, unconditionally, unfailingly and eternally. It says in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, you are worthy our Lord and God, to receive glory, honour and power. For you created all things and for your pleasure they were and are created. That they exist. You were made for God's pleasure. God takes pleasure in who you are. Why wouldn't he you know, want to spend time with the, the, the people that he created because he enjoys them? He wants us to spend time with him. Father created us to enjoy our lives uh, to, so he could enjoy our lives and, and that we would enjoy him as our father. We were created for intimacy with the father. You were created for that intimacy. And to live in step with the Holy Spirit requires spending time in the presence of God. If we want to stay in step 
with the Word of God, if we want to step out the Word of God, if we want to be filled with and, and following with the Holy Spirit and what He's asking us to do, then we've got to be in the presence of God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please God, because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. So God, you've just got to understand this. Like The favour God's given to us because of the presence of God to hear His voice and to have His power flowing through us, it's astounding to actually know that that's what He's wanting of us and He's making available to us. It's astounding. Moses believed that he would encounter the presence of God. The Father's greatest joy is meeting with us face to face as he did with Moses. So great is the Father's desire to encounter us that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him would not perish but would have eternal life in the presence of God. Church, prepare to believe. Prepare to believe. Read verses about God's love. Read verses about His grace. Read verses about His power. Read verses about how He met with people. You can see that in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, even in Acts. Read the, the, the interactions between God and, and people. How did Jesus speak to people? How did he react to people? How did he encourage people? How did he heal people? You'll get to know how God wants to relate to you because you'll see he loves you and he wants to enjoy you. The second thing we need to do is to prepare a place. B, prepare a place. Moses set up a place to meet with God. Verse 7 of Exodus 33 Moses used to take a tent and pitched it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. And anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. See, to put up a tent, I've got to tell you, sometimes it takes time to do that and to prepare. I mean, you've got to get these, these sticks, they go up and over now. And like, you know, these, these tents these days are just, like they say that they're going to be easy. You just chuck them out the car and they just assemble themselves. Well, that's a load of rot. <laughs> Okay, because these things, they come out, you've got to put these sticks there, thread them through this eyelet there, you've got to thread it through this, this cable here, you've got to make sure that that guy rope is really strong and taunt, you know, it's, and then, you know, you, the zip gets stuck because, you know, it's, you didn't get it right at the beginning, it's just a bit out of alignment and it's a bit stuck and, and it's just not going to... There's preparation involved in putting a tent up. Tell me, it's true. I, I put my swag up. It takes preparation to do that. So when we understand here that it took Moses' time to prepare a place. Anyone anyone inquiring of the Lord could go to the tent of meeting. It, the Bible says that. So if, if anyone wanted to hear from God, if anyone wanted to be near him, to experience his presence, then they went to, they go to the tent of meeting. See, it's a little bit different for us today because the presence of God is within us. Did you know that? The presence of God is within us. Galatians 2.20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I that lives, but it's Christ who lives within me. 
The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, so, you know, who loves me and gave himself for me. So preparing a place isn't just about a location, but a, it's about a heart that cries out for him. It's not just about a location. It's not so much about preparing a place as it is about preparing our hearts. A moment where we can experience his presence as we seek his face. It's not about even about having an uninterrupted time with God. Because no matter how busy or flat out that we are, we can all prepare our hearts to encounter him. It takes just one word from God to change everything. And it only takes a second to hear that word. You don't need to set aside two to three hours to hear from God. If that's your heart's desire, I celebrate that. What an incredible thing for you to, get to go on this journey of, of hearing from God. But you know what? God can speak to us in an instant. Only yesterday, as, as I was out doing my park run, I heard God speak to me for this morning. I'm going to come back to that. That was just a, a teaser, a bit of bait, a bit of burly. See if I get any bites. <clears throat> See, preparing a place isn't just about a time or a location. King David had a place. It was in the back paddock as he watched his dad's sheep. Jesus had a place. It was a, it was a solitary place, off to the side that he could go on his own and spend time with God. Paul and Silas had a place. It was in the deepest part of a prison, a dungeon, where they were in irons. They created a place. To hear from God. It doesn't matter where we are. What we need to do is to prepare our heart. Because that's exactly what David and Jesus, Paul and Silas did. Was They prepared their heart. No matter where we are, we can create a place to encounter God. I've encountered God in my car. I've encountered God in my lounge room, in my office. I've encountered God going for a run or riding my push bike. I've encountered God in our connect group that we're a part of. I've encountered God in our Sunday services. I've encountered God in nature and at the beach. We can encounter the tangible presence of the Father anytime and anywhere. In Matthew chapter 28, verses 19 to 20, it talks about Jesus said to them, go and make disciples, and he says a few things. Then in verse 20, he says, I am with you always, remaining with you perpetually, regardless of circumstance and on every occasion, even to the end of the age. He is with us always, church. He's with us always. Then all we need to do is to become more aware of him and what he's doing in that instant that we recognize his presence when it comes. We recognize his voice as he speaks. We recognize that his power wants to flow through us based upon the word that he's given because we've been in his presence. Does that make sense? Preparing a place isn't just about a location, but about a heart that's hungry for God. Preparing a place by getting hungry for his presence and positioning our hearts to love him, to worship him, to praise him, to serve him and to give to him. This week, how are you going to prepare your heart 
to be in the presence of God. On my phone, I've got a playlist in Spotify that I use. And I just put that on and it doesn't take much for me to be in the presence of God. It may take a while for some people to be in the presence of God doing that, but whatever you need to do, spend the time. Spend the time in the presence of God. Number three is prepare to shine. Prepare to shine. I end most of our services saying this. We've been lit up to light up. We've been lit up to light up. In other words, we've experienced God in such a wonderful way. How can I not shine for him? How can I not tell people about him? How can I not engage with my community and just say, you know what? I had the most amazing encounter with God this morning as I was walking to work. I had the most amazing encounter with God as I was just getting the kids' breakfast ready this morning. I had the most amazing encounter in my connect group. It changed me. I had the most amazing encounter with God on the, at church on Sunday morning. Can I tell you about it? God's made such a difference in my life. I'm just so excited and I'm bubbling over with love for God that I've got to tell you about it. Create a hunger for your presence, Lord, in us. When was the last time that the hunger and the thirst for his presence moved us? When was the last time that we missed his presence so much that we missed a meal? Saying, Lord, you know what? I want you to feed me. When was the last time we were so excited about our faith in God? We actually said something to someone that lets them know that you're even a Christian. When was the last time? Forgive us, Father. Forgive us for losing sight and letting the busyness of life overtake us at times. And it happens to us all. It really does. I'm not setting myself up as any sort of wonder person. I don't have a red cape. What I do have is a hunger for him. And this is a part of a rise. This is a part of us arising, church. God, give us a hunger again. Lord, give us a hunger for your presence once more. There are people that are going to hell not knowing about Jesus because Christians have lost their first love. I didn't know I was going to go down this road. God, would you help us? Would you birth a hunger in us this morning? Would you help us to experience your love and your grace to such an extent that I can't stay quiet? That at some level I put aside a fear of man 
because I fear you more. Not because I'm, I'm scared of you, but because there's a reverential awe. There's something about you that has so changed my heart and my life that I can't stay quiet anymore. Help us as a church to arise in shining for you because we've encountered your presence. And I prophesy this morning over us a changed, softened heart to know that you are here surrounding us this morning and that you will move in and through us to see change come into people's lives, that they would be born again by the Holy Spirit, that the Word of God would, would penetrate into the darkest, hardest places and would grow and bear the most amazing and glorious fruit for your glory, Lord. I had so much more to say that was... It sounded really good on paper. In fact, I'm pretty sure I got saved reading it, but there you go. <laughs> can we stand? Dave, can you just lead us in some worship? Just do whatever you do. Just
I just want to say that in this moment of shining, preparing to shine, that the best way for us to lead others to God is through the encounters that we have ourselves. The more that we are impacted by the presence of God, the easier it becomes to arise in love and courage and strength to be able to speak up. The more that we encounter his presence, the more that we encounter his, his, his voice as he speaks to us, the more that we say, Holy Spirit, would you fill me? Would you overflow my life and my heart? Would you break my heart for what breaks yours? Would you help me to reach out to my family and friends, to my work colleagues, to my neighbours? It becomes easier to do that when we've sought him for ourselves and we move out from that place. That's why as a church, our highest priority, our first call as a church is to encounter God. And this morning, I pray that you've heard a cry of the Spirit maybe, uh, the heart of God for you in particular to be in your presence. He wants to be in your presence. There's a drawing, there's a wooing of the Spirit of God for His people. But I pray that that, in turn, helps us to say, God, I want to encounter Your presence. I want to be in Your presence. I want to be surrounded in Your presence. And then as we do that, the more and more we start to understand His love and His grace towards us that helps us to reach out to the people around about us. It becomes so much easier to talk about Him because we've been filled with him. And this year's, like the last probably 12 to 18 months, for many people have been so, so difficult. And you expected God to come through for you in a particular way, and maybe he didn't. Maybe he did, but maybe he didn't. And to some of us, it's caused us to question God and to draw distance rather than coming closer to him and asking him the questions why some of us maybe have got walls up. Maybe there's a hardness of heart. Maybe there's a, a disappointment. There's an unrealized expectation that you had of God. And this morning, I believe that God wants to breathe on those places. I believe that God wants to refresh you and to renew you, to give you a passion and a hunger and a thirst for his presence. that he would just rekindle the flame, rekindle the flame. Paul said to Timothy, fan into flame the gift that you've been given. And I think we need to do that with our faith as well, fan into flame the gift that he's given to us. So I'm just going to simply 
ask you to respond. This is between you and God. I'm, I'm happy to pray a blanket prayer because I believe that God by His Spirit is right here, right now, and that He will respond to a, a heart that says, yes, Lord, I want that. So if you want what I'm about to pray for, just stick, stick your hand up. Stick your hands out like you're going to receive. So many people, it's good. Father, by your spirit and your presence now, would you put a hunger and a thirst for your presence into our hearts once more? Would you breathe upon the coals of our heart and fan them into a flame that we once more would burn white hot for you and that your glory would be seen upon our lives, not because of anything special about us, but simply because of your glory being on us because we've been in your presence. And help us to speak to others about your love and your grace this week. Help us in this month. Help us as we set aside April as a time, a month of prayer and fasting to reconnect at a deep level with you once more. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you release a hunger and a thirst upon your people for your presence. Lord, that we would desire and long for your presence this morning in the wonderful name of Jesus. Captivate our hearts again. Captivate our hearts once more. In Jesus' wonderful name. Thank you, Father. Maybe you're watching online or there's some people here. Even I don't know everybody where you're at. But I want to say to you that God loves you. Jesus loves you. He died for you. And it was no easy death. It was horrific. But that death, he died for you. And the Bible says that there's only one way to the Father, to be in right relationship, to be able to enter into the presence of God, and that's through Jesus, through his sinless sacrifice. He paid the penalty of our sin. He was crucified. His blood was shed the only blood that could satisfy the, the, uh, the sacrifice. He is the sacrificial lamb of God, the sacrifice for our sin. And the Bible says if we will believe in Jesus, then we shall be saved. There's no other name under heaven or earth by which man can be saved other than the name of Jesus. And that's because he paid the price for your sin to bring us into right relationship with him. So if you want to receive Christ, you've got to say to, to him, Lord, I, I accept your sacrifice. I thank you for dying for me on a cross. And right now I thank you that I can come to you and ask your forgiveness of the way I've lived. And oh, Lord, I want to live your way right now. So if there's people who you just want to pray that prayer maybe, I want you to put your hand up too. Thank you. Any others? Maybe online. If you're uh, watching this online, 
and you want to just give your heart to God, just make him Lord and Savior, then I just encourage you to write some contact details in the comments section below and we'll get some materials and resources into your hands to be able to start you on that journey. But right now, I'm just going to ask us all to pray together. Heavenly Father, I ask you to forgive me for living my way and not living your way. Right now, would you come, be my Lord, be my Savior, make my life different than it ever has been before. I trust you for eternal salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, welcome to church. I'd much rather go to one of his services than mine anyway. I pray that you have a really great week. And I pray that you hear this really, really clearly this morning. You've been lit up to light up. You've been transformed to bring transformation. You've been redeemed to bring redemption, the message of it, to the people around about you. I pray that you have an incredible week. I hope you've enjoyed Tim Tam Sunday. I certainly have and will. Um, so I just pray that you have a, a, a really great week. Don't forget the Men's Connect group this uh, Wednesday at 7.30. going to be a great time of guys getting together. If you want uh, some information about the Bible, start, Bible College stuff that we're going to be starting up here as well, uh, certainly uh, next Sunday, come along to the information session. But have a great day. Have a great week. I pray that uh, this message has touched you in some way, shape or form. Have a great week. Bless you.